everyone. It's the first joke workshop of the year. Boston bringing us in more than a feeling. A feeling for some comedians, obviously. Everyone decided, I guess their New Year's resolution was to do comedy. So we have a really full list tonight. Uh, a lot of names I know, a lot of names I don't. That's great. Uh, if you're new to the Joke Workshop, the way it works is the show is as good as you want it to be. <laughs> All of us together. Uh, take, Pay as much attention as you can. I take notes. It's cool if you take notes. There's microphones scattered all about the building. Um, We do four-minute sets. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. If you're a new comic, it's good to learn what a minute feels like. Uh, And then you feel the minute, and then it's done, and then we all clap for you. And then everybody helps and gives you comments and tags and things, you know, like... And stuff. <laughs> It'll be good. and if 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 everything's silent and y- and you have a specific question, ask the audience because we can also give you feedback that way. So the more engaged everyone is, the better show it'll be. Here on Mutiny Radio, I'm your host Pam Benjamin. Yay! It's Joke Workshop. So this year's first comedian of the Joke Shop Workshop. Put your hands together. It's Rachel D. <laughs> I've been, in, I've been in San Francisco for about 12 years now, and it uh, really has helped me become a lot more sex positive. Uh, I didn't even know what that term was until recently. I just realized that everybody has sexual predilections, right? Or even fetishes, like, you know, the sexy nurse or MILF or Mormons. Yeah, okay, so that that's mine. I have a bit of a fetish for Mormons. I'm uh, always been so obsessed with them, actually. I've read all the books. I've read the Book of Mormon. Under the Banner of Heaven, To Catch a Predator, all of those. I'm not saying all Mormons are predators, but there's something about becoming a Mormon in your late 50s to early 60s that seems to turn you into one. Uh, So I'm more interested in the younger ones, the ones that are trying really hard to be virtuous. Those are the ones I like. Because every time I see them, I'm just like, yeah, but how Mormon are you you know like i also really like a challenge and there is nothing hotter than a guy who will forsake his god for you yeah it's hot so and then eventually when it doesn't work out i feel like i've done him a service now he can walk through this world knowing there is no god you know and i've done the world a service probably too because i've nipped that pre-predator in the bud right I have a lot of tattoos. I also have a lot of commitment issues, uh, which can be confusing for people, but I have to let you know that tattoos are way safer. You know, there, there is no way I'm gonna drink a whole bunch of gin and tonics and then fuck a tattoo's best friend. So I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta give it up for my ex-husband because he was super straight-laced. He really wanted to follow the rules, you know? Like he wanted me, or he expected me uh, to not cheat on him. I thought he knew me, so needy. Uh, All right, Um, so now I'm like really single and I'm getting the hang of it. Like I've really built up a good tolerance for roofies. Uh, But sometimes it's just easier to pretend like I haven't. 
especially if I'm feeling lazy in bed, you know? Like, oh, babe, uh, what's wrong? You're, like, not moving. Oh, gosh, I guess, I guess I must have been roofied, right? Just lay there. It's so much easier. And I did recently get talked into buying a see-through top. <laughs> and the way that that happened was I put it on, and the, the sales lady was like, oh, it's so cute. And I was like, my nipples are showing. Like, they're, like, legit all out for everybody. She's like, no, what you need to do is buy these things called nippies. And they're these silicone stickers that you just put right over your nipples. And then you just don't have to wear a bra. It's like, okay, so I did that. And here's the deal. When, when you put these on, they actually adhere to your breast as though it's become part of your boob. They basically obliterate the nipple. Okay? So that's fine if you're just wearing a see-through top. But you really should... I don't know, give a guy a heads up before he takes off your shirt. Because <laughs> the last guy, I think he legit thought I was a cyborg. All right, thanks, Rachel D. Yay, yay. This, this, the song ran out. I don't know what happened. Yay, we'll give you the beginning. And there it is. Yay. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. We're going to, and we're going to keep, because we have a ton of people on the list, we're going to try to keep uh, the commentary concise. Uh, looks like Marty has something to say over there in the corner. Yeah, uh, a couple Mormon pickup lines. Is this one working? Yeah. yeah. A couple Mormon pickup lines. Uh, I've got a mission for you. Uh, and also, uh, if, you sh- if you show me your special underwear, I'll show you mine. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, another challenge with the Mormons uh, is you can't trick them by getting them drunk. Uh, you know, they get the, they, they're going to the whole thing clear-eyed. Uh, sober-hearted and everything, so that's maybe it's, something they work yeah. off. Of. They yeah. can't beer goggle. It's impossible yeah. for them to beer goggle. Oh, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And then uh, the bit about uh, cheating on your husband, uh, it turns out cuckling as a fetish is a two-sided equation. Uh, they get upset if they didn't know that they were supposed to be cuckled or something like that. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Cool, thank you. Thank you. One more tag for the Mormon thing, like uh, something about maybe like, you know, it's like the only situation in which a coffee date is edgy. Mm. (laughs) I I had a tag for the Mormon joke on how Mormon are you? You just kind of skipped over it and went straight to like the punchline, but you could say, can, will you drink a Diet Coke? Can we go out to coffee? Will you drink decaf? Is like, what will you, uh, what about kombucha? Kombucha has a little bit of alcohol in it. Will you drink kombucha? Like, what's their sort of razor edge on that? Yeah, like the Mormon slippery slope. Yeah, slippery slope. Yeah, Mormon style. First kombucha, then Crown Royal. I don't know how that works. (laughs) I mean, like, I want to see, like, dialogue between you and the Mormon. Like, what 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 do you think would the Mormon's objections with you be in the first place? And, like, how are you going to seduce said Mormon? Like... I'll just, uh, right. yeah, All right. rely on past experience. Love the show. <laughs> Anything else? I had a, yeah, the, the only thing the nipple covers are good for is um, like plucking them all at once without having to go to the waxer. <laughs> like you can, like you just get them all at once, which like is a, important. Waxing, waxing. Yeah, just, yeah. But instead of having to pluck them out individually, it just rips them all off. It's, it's like the small. only thing it could possibly be good for. Other comments? Clap wildly for Rachel D. Thank you guys, thank you. Yay. Woo-hoo-hoo. 
Uh, everybody, don't forget to donate your $2 to Mutiny Radio. Yay, because we need the money to pay the rent. Ah! Your next comedian, super funny guy. Glad he's here all the way from Oakland. Put your hands together for Jonah Pollock. Guys, I just got back from visiting my Jewish family on the East Coast, and boy, is my therapist tired. Uh, yeah, I, uh, actually, my brother did 23andMe, and it turns out we're actually 95% difficult to be around. Uh, yeah. Uh, a month before this bat mitzvah I attended, uh, an in-law of an in-law actually committed suicide, and I was like, wow, I didn't know that was an option. Uh, <laughs> all right, not a suicide room. Uh really is a scourge on society, donate to support groups. Uh, now, I'm developing an adult relationship with my dad, which is cool. Uh, talking to your parents is weird because when you're young, they like build you up and build you up and build you up. And then at the last second, they're like, it's really rough out there. Like, it kind of feels like a bait and switch. Like, I thought my dad was saying, you can do anything. And now I realize he was trying to say, you will do anything. Uh, it's like a very subtle mistranslation. Uh, so whereas like, you know, they say, you know, your parents are like who you're going to turn into. And in that case, it's like a way more terrifying version of like 23 and me. Like, oh, I'm going to lose all my friendships and get an enlarged prostate. No. Uh, yeah. All right. That one maybe is a keeper. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. So like, uh, people here, like I grew up as an Orthodox Jew and people here don't really know what that is, but everyone keeps asking me, do you guys fuck through a bed sheet? Uh, and every time I... Yeah, every time I have to tell people, that's the clan, uh, which I know because I only am attracted to people who hate me. That's uh, a weird thing. Uh, but anti-Semites are weird because like bigots are supposed to like make you feel shitty about yourself, make you feel like you're like less than, you can't do anything. And then anti-Semites are like, you control the earth's money, you control the media. I'm like, wow, I really can do whatever I put my mind to. <laughs> Thank you. You guys like believe in me more than my own parents, which is... Like, seriously, the shit they say sounds like something someone would shout in the bedroom to, like, pump up their partner. Like, oh, you control all the newspapers. Like, you boop, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, try that one later in the bedroom. Uh, I need to get a new day job. Uh, and it turns out the best way to have a better day job is to not have fucked up in the years prior to wanting a new day job. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like, the world is filled with so many people who have just nothing but regrets. How have we not microfinanced a time machine? Uh, <laughs> all right, that's all my new stuff. Uh, actually, you know, I got some tags I'm working on. Uh, you guys probably know I have a cat, right? Round of applause. Who knows I have a cat? Yeah. So uh, I took her to the vet, and I found out a dental cleaning could be as much as $2,000. Yeah, I was like, where's all that money going? And they're like, uh, it's going to the drugs. And I was like, are you sending my cat to Peru to do ayahuasca? Because <laughs> uh, on my budget, you can give her whiskey and punch her in the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, feedback. <laughs> that cat joke was killer at the end. That was hilarious. Well, seriously, whiskey and punching him in the face. That's that's the best. That's like, and it's like $900 to do anything with your cat. I know. It's crazy. Uh, I really enjoyed that cat joke. I also enjoyed your therapist joke at the top. I thought that was fire. And the only thing, I would have some better things for old people, like, it's like maybe you're not old enough to make fun of old people. I don't know. But I wrote down old people, new hip, new knee, Viagra drip, something like you didn't. Okay. I was just drawing literally from my own personal experience. Which oh, okay. My dad had an enlarged prostate. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Fine. I'm not, I'm not good at the fictionalizing. No, all right. Sorry about the prostate. <laughs> Other people. Yeah. 
You know, if guys don't know, apparently jerking off helps maintain prostate health. Yeah. Da na na uh, yeah, I like your set. Very fun, new stuff. Um, I think the the thing on like the the motivation for Jews, like the lazy or whatever. I think that was really fun. Uh, I'd say the only thing is that use a different when you actually do the act out of like in bed. Use a different because you'd said the thing about like, the newspapers before, so just do a different stereotype of, like the banks. But um, then uh, the in law of an in law. I feel like I would have liked that, but you just went a little bit fast. Could you say what? Well, I, I don't know, but I, I think I think I would have liked that, but I just didn't. It, it was just a bit quick. Um, and then uh, the only other thing, uh, the are you familiar with Clark Franzman's joke about 23andMe? It's kind of similar. He does the thing. He's like, oh, I took like 23andMe, 15% HPV or something. So I think your joke, well, I don't know, for me, I was like, oh, I've heard that. So just. I do the same thing too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Not to Everyone say also has uh, my things are tired. I just really like. I like I oh, no, no, yeah. No, not to say. Just, yeah. Okay, cool. Good set. Good set. Jonah, but we're still we're not done talking with you yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. There you go, Marty. Uh, uh, when, you, when we was talking about the uh, the act out during the sex thing, that's also a good opportunity for a callback to the fucking through the sheets thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. No. Thanks. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then. You apologize for the suicide joke. I never apologize. Never apologize. Uh, double down and name some fake support groups. I don't have any good names off the top of my head, but I think people you can... against the ruining of good bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> people for the health of toasters or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, I think the idea that anti-Semites believe in you more than your parents is fucking awesome. It's just great. And it's true. And yeah, that's part of why it's so great. I get it. Like totally. I I overstand. Like it's awesome. Keep are doing you, are that. Are you an anti-Semite? <laughs> I do feel like you believe in me. So <laughs> there's a pretty there's an undercurrent in our whole society. We, none of us can escape it. All right. That's true. All right. Thank you. Fucking oh wait, 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 wait. There's more. Fucking Jonah, stand. Okay. Um, <laughs> Seconded on the boys, my therapist tired line. That shit is hilarious. Um, I think when you have the, they weren't saying you can do anything, you will do anything. I think work on the intonation. Because okay, I have that. like 20 different recordings of that. And yeah. It's at various levels. And like, I've never quite dialed it in. And like, yeah, I need to just go. I think it's just it. the intonation. I think the wordplay is really good. Um, I did have one part where I thought, oh, when you were like, I find myself sexually attracted to people who hate me or some something like that. I thought you were going to give us an example or head down that route and then you completely like veered off, which I think there's an opportunity there. I've like trying to journal that out because it's definitely a thing where it's like, you know, like people try to get people who don't like them to like them because there's some sort of like weird. That definitely is a thing I do. I just haven't figured out how to write tags for it yet, but it's like just like a dead placeholder there. Oh, but thanks for the note on that. that it's oh, you're a girl? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's a very like girly trait. Like, I, mean, I just I, want him to like I, me and he doesn't like me. What do I have to do to make him like me? I, I, mean, I, I really I want him to like me. like a lesbian. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else? Everybody clap right. wildly. Jonah Pollock. Yay. You're an ex-comedian. What a funny guy he is. He had a great party last weekend with a llama. Put your hands together for Marty Cunny. There was a gun too, okay? Uh, Jonah's actually right about the, uh, I read an article about that, the prostate cancer thing. If you, men who ejaculate once or twice a day uh, reduce their chances of getting prostate cancer by up to 33%, which is fun news, yeah. 
And I wanted to announce that after a recent stint with unemployment, I think I'm about this close to a cure for prostate cancer. Uh, doing the long, messy research. That you, so you know, guys don't have to. Uh, guys, I turned 30 recently. I noticed a weird phenomenon when I turned 30 is that I've been matching a lot of older women on dating apps, which makes sense, right? Because now I'm like 30 and up. Uh, and I don't know what to make of this, but a lot of these older women are black. Um, it's like the shittiest remake of how Stella got her groove back ever made, you know? Like instead of going out of the islands to find a tall, compassionate, strong Jamaican man, she's going on San Francisco Hinge to find a stocky, alcoholic, narcissistic comedian with chronic hemorrhoids, you know? It's a bit of a downgrade, if you ask me. It's not how Stella got her groove back. It's like how Stella got her two-step back, you know? But if you guys uh, know that that's a true story, right? You guys, do you know, do you know the movie, How Stella Got Her Groove Back? Woman, she actually married that guy. It's a true story. Um, if she wrote a sequel to, the, to that story, it would tell the story of how uh, he was actually just marrying her for citizenship because he was gay and was sleeping with men the entire time. Yeah, so I'm the realistic sequel to How Stella Got Her Groove Back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go bang. I'm probably not going to go banging any guys, you know? <laughs> Keep me away from the fernet. Uh, guys, I, uh, there's a recent cultural phenomenon that I take a bit of umbrage with. Uh, everyone's talking about ass-eating these days. Uh, it's everybody, like nonstop, rapping, memes, things like that. It's, it's weird because two things, right? And I, I don't, the problem is I don't want to sound like an asshole. I don't want to sound like an ass-eating hipster. But we people have always been eating ass. We just weren't talking about it, okay? But I don't want to sound like... Yeah, like an analingus hipster. Like, oh, we were doing it before. It was cool, okay? You know? I was spit shining the wagon wheel for years before people were talking about it, you know? I don't want to be that guy. Number two, I would expect to see with this correlation with everybody talking about ass-eating, I would expect a one-to-one increase in the number of bidets that I'm seeing in people's households. And it's not. I'm still the only person I know that owns a bidet. You disgusting hep C motherfuckers, Okay? There's not two flavors of ass-eating. It's not peanut butter. It's not smooth and chunky, okay? There's one flavor. God damn, you're gross. Uh, let's go with my fucking 23andMe joke, guys. Uh, I had one done recently. Uh, and no, no surprises there. I said I was like 75% Irish and like 25% Italian and therefore 100% alcoholic, right? So it just said like, you know, on your chronic diseases, it said like uh, uh, cirrhosis of the liver. I was like... That's not hereditary, you assholes. And they were like, yes, I called them up, customer service. Like, what the fuck is this all about? They're like, yeah, sir, you didn't actually send in a DNA sample. You just sent in a, a cotton swab covered in Jameson red wine. I was like, you asked for a mouth swab? They're like, yeah, of your cheek, you idiot. Not whatever was in your mouth at the time. Oh, God. So I took it in as like a... Uh, like a show and tell because I've been working with like special needs kids lately. So it's like fun to bring things in. And I uh, was showing them and they loved it. They're like, this is so cool. Uh, where can I get one of these done, Mr. Cunny? And I said, well, little Jimmy, I don't know if there's a 24 in me yet. Uh, I just don't know if the science is there. It's going to say you're like 115% European or something like that. Plus, I don't, I don't need a test to know why you're so strong. Uh... I don't really have a joke for this, but uh, goatees have never made anyone look good. If you have a goatee and you look good, you probably look good without the goatee. And if you don't look good without a goatee and you put on a goatee, it just looks like you're hiding something. And whether that's physical or not physical, that's what the worrisome part is. Um, all right, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. 
Goatees are the problem. Marty Cunney is the solution. That was a super funny set. I enjoyed everything. Pete has yeah, things to say. Uh, good set. It was fun. Uh, my only thing, so the, I think the, the line about like sending the swab just covered in like red wine and Jameson, I think that's a very funny like tidbit on its own, but I think you kind of, you just kind of wrapped it in a little bit too much where you're like, oh, I called the customer support and I was like, I don't believe that that happened. But then the actual like, so I, I don't know. I, I think if yeah, you can go to like- It's not a very believable premise from the start I feel like but it just kind of sounds like I'm saying like ridiculous shit I'm just saying I'm just saying that like I think that that like the red wine and Jameson like swab is a very funny line in its own and you can kind of just like work that into the joke somewhere else like in a quicker hit it's like oh I got Italian and Irish might as well have sent him like a swab cover I don't know like but it just I think that's funny and like yeah just get it in quicker is all I'm trying to say okay yeah cool. but go set uh, to second that I was gonna say the other thing you could do is also just like and on that, like, switch around the words a bit. Be like, we asked for a mouth swab and you sent us something covered in Jameson and Red Bull. And, like, end it there because I think that would be a funny way to yeah, end it. Yeah, it kind of trails off. So Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and I think the other thing, I think you can get to analingus hipster faster. Yeah, I haven't figured out the wording on that whole yeah. joke yet because I don't, I've just been kind of, like, t- tossing around the order. You just order can't wrap it. your yeah. tongue around it, huh? Hey. Uh, hey. Sorry, I just, I just channeled Charlie Spink. Oh, I just channeled Charlie. If you have to ask. (laughs) Hey, Marty. Hey. It's on. Okay, cool. Uh, One comment is on your Stellar Gutter group back joke where you're like, I probably won't. And then, was that an accident or was that intentional? No, that's intended. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just going to say longer pause. Just be like, I won't. I I probably won't. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you can. Okay. Because it kind of sounds like an accident. But yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. I feel bad for Stella. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have my phone with me since I left it at home, so I couldn't double check this. But I was just thinking when you were talking about the kids these days and their eating of ass, wasn't there a slogan for like I think Pepsi back in the day, the taste of a generation? And I'm just thinking <laughs> that this could be updated to what are we at now, Gen Z? Yeah. Okay. Are they That's talking about it yet, or is it still us millennials? I think it's I think it is Gen Z. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Also, just just randomly of note, I take the bus a lot, and you probably don't, but there's an ad on it. There's an ad, and it's, um, you, uh, anyways, there's an ad on it, and it's about singles, and they're doing something, and the guy looks like a rich man's Marty Cunney. He looks just like you, but just like a little bit classier. Actually, like you look now with your like quaffed beard, and like you look kind of, you don't look as disheveled as you usually do you look like i'm not i'm trying to i'm just saying there's a person on the bus and every Joke time i pass it now, roast. What is this? <laughs> i'm sorry you look like anyways trick me again pam damn <laughs> everybody oh there we go starler marty oh. marty oh, do you know why bidets never took off in america no i don't why fucking big toilet paper man uh yeah that makes sense charmin let's fucks uh, give it up for Marty Cunny. Yay! Yay! Big toilet paper. Oh, I get it. Like they're a corporation and we all have wipe our butts with things we have to buy. Right. They call it being on the rag for a reason. Your next comedian. Well, it used to be rags and now it's paper. Those poor trees. Uh, your next comedian, he is a funny guy, and you guys are going to like him. Clap your hands wildly for Hunter Stare. How's it going, y'all? 
I'm not going to touch the mic or anything. I think I'm kind of getting sick. I'm like, yeah, be, be res yeah, respectful. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's, I, I'm, I'm 30 now, and um, I do all these things that I, can, I guess I can't do anymore because my body can't take it. Like, I used to do this stuff all the time. Like, yesterday I uh, just walked out of the house with, like, just, like, a wet head of hair into the cold, and I did coke with somebody else's straw, and it did not work out well for me. <laughs> Um, let's see what else is going on in my life. I know, um, over the course of like the past, like two years or so, I've helped like maybe like 40 people get like green cards or work authorization or something like that, you know, like to come to America and, you know, be in America and like work in America. And now I'm doing it with my wife, which is like super, super fun. It's like when you have this skill set that comes in handy when it comes to like meeting the person that you love, it's like just like this perfect like synchronistic thing. It's like if you were like, I don't know, uh, I can't even remember what I was talking about. Green cards. Yeah, it's like if, it's like if you were battling this dragon or something like that in order to like win back your loved one, but like the dragon was like just like allergic to like only you. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Closer to the microphone, at least. Thank you. Has anybody ever um, been in a situation where you um, you feel like uh, you have to yell at someone, and you do, and you get all of it out of your system, and like you're 100% certain that you're in the right, and then you go home and masturbate, and you realize that you were the asshole the entire time? You're just like, just like, oh, just like, oh, I should not have called my landlord a fascist. That was, that was ill-advised. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot about this because it's true, uh, but I am suing the fuck out of my landlords. I'm not going to say why because it's still happening, but uh, I'd say that the app, I will say this, the best thing about suing your landlords, you don't have to talk to your landlords anymore. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's just like, you know what? These adults are going to talk to these adults. And you and me, never, ever, ever again. It's like, you know, you cross a line and then it's just like, I'm never going to talk to you again because you despise me to every single core of my being. Um, so the LA Times, I think, ran a headline that said uh, Trump um, worst year of Trump's life. That's what it was. Anybody read the LA Times? Thank you. Yeah, worst year of Trump's life, which I think is kind of a bullshit headline because that implies that all the subsequent years are going to be better than this. It's like, this was the worst year of Donald J. Trump's life until he became a dictator and now everything is awesome. Should be, yeah, right? Worst year of his life so far. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm fucking tired. Thank you. Hunter's Dare, everyone. Fire therapy today. Absolute therapy for everyone. Uh, it, it sounded. It felt like it felt like you were having a therapy session. But I mean, you're a funny guy, so I guess it could. I guess it could work. I guess it was all for the Trump joke. Oh, nothing. <laughs> it's all good. I just ate a bunch of pot food too, so I mean, I'm gonna be a mess for the rest of this show. So good luck. Oh, you have a fever. Oh my god, that's even better. It's like it made no sense. Yeah. 
No, it was all recorded. You could listen to it later and be like, that fever dream was real. Who are those people? Uh, anyone else have comments for... Um, yeah. You have to talk into a microphone. Uh, importing, you're basically importing your own wife, which is exactly what Donald Trump did. So That's you true. have a relation to Donald Trump it's now. True. So you have something in common with him. Uh, you said like, you know, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have called my landlord a fascist. But then you realize that calling your landlord a fascist is the only way you can get an erection anymore. <laughs> and so it's like, well, of course I'm going to have to masturbate after that. Then I've realized mistake and the cycle continues or something like that. And that being sick bit was terrible. I did it's just a premise, and then you just moved on. I didn't feel like there was anything there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even have anything. <laughs> this is kind of juvenile, but like maybe when you do the act out about like how you're jerking off, and then you realize you were in the wrong, you could have just some like ridiculous, like very idiosyncratic, like so specific it must be a real way that you like jerk off. Uh, if you want to, if you want to like work on your mime skills, <laughs> jerking mime jerking off, very nice. Put your hands together for oh for Hunter Sterrier. Thank you guys for donating two dollars to Mutiny Radio to help keep us alive. Yay! And then yay! Your next comedian, a funny lady, and she has a really cute jacket on. Put your hands together for Jay Robinson. This. I've watched you for so long that I feel I've known you. Uh, I'm I'm not sick, but I don't have a plan. <laughs> I don't know. That's better. Um, let's see. I've been thinking about like why I do comedy, and uh, one of the <laughs> yeah, like what are the reasons? Like why am I here? Uh, and one of the oldest memories that I have. Um, of a boy having a crush on me is this boy who lived across the street from me who is now my stepbrother. So just feel like my family's a little fucked up. Uh, um, I grew up in North St. Louis um, in a predominantly black suburb that we affectionately called the hood. So that's where I grew up. Uh, but most people can't tell that I grew up in the hood because of the way that I talk, but they don't know that I suffer from this like disorder called assimilation. So some of the side effects include uh, people touching your hair and chopping at the gap. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm doing Sober January. Ooh, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I actually, I'm doing Sober January and like January's been going on for a week, but I actually just started yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, right? Uh, and I discovered in doing Sober January that I actually, uh, I'm not that social. I actually don't like people, uh, despite the way that I am. Like everyone thinks I'm an intro, like an extrovert, and I might be one of those, you know, those extroverted introverts, like one of those people. Uh, I might be one of those extroverted introverts, which explains like my relationships in life, right? Because like I need, like I like talking to people, but I also need like verbal validation, and I need people like, like I want to communicate with them, but I want to like have the same values that they have. Um, what else does my horoscope say? Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, you guys been paying attention to the news, right? Yeah. Yeah, we watch the news or like the predatory updates. I don't know. There's a difference. Uh, Louis C.K. is like resurface, right? Louis C.K. is back. Bill Cosby is in jail. 
Uh, and now, I don't know if you guys, this doesn't really look like a black Twitter crowd, but uh, there's a docu-series out about R. Kelly right now. Did you guys know that? And R. Kelly's whole thing is that he like lures like 16 and 17 year old girls, or, or 15, uh, into his home, like into his lifestyle, and then he kind of just like traps them in his home. Like a trapped in the closet type thing, but bigger. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's one of those things, like, the argument that I keep hearing online is, like, you got to separate the art from the artist. Uh, but R. Kelly has that one song that he produced with Aaliyah that's, like, aging nothing but a number. So <laughs> I feel like we're overlooking some stuff. Um, I just want to, like, I just want to be a famous comedian so that I can treat dudes like Bill Cosby treated women. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just want to roofie a couple dudes. I don't want to have sex with them. Uh, I just need them to put together some furniture, so <laughs> maybe like a half a roofie. Is there, can you keep your strength with that? I don't know. <laughs> I just need them to lose their reason, reasoning skills. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Yay, Jay Robinson, yay. I think, I mean, maybe it's uncouth and, you know, but maybe that uh, reparations for mis misogyny? It's like a different kind of reparations. It's like for all women. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I it's think I'm or going down that path. It's it's like reparations. It's like equality. I mean, it is feminism. It's equality. It's like if if guys can rape women, well, women get to rape women too, or men too, right? Like we all get to. It, like part of feminism <laughs> is that we're all equal, so now we all can rape, or <laughs> or maybe objectify, objectify equally, not rape, yeah, but yeah. but that we can all. Anyways, I know there's something in reparations for. Okay, I'm done talking. <laughs> I think there's probably a good, oh, sorry. I think there's probably a good drug combination you could think of that would make them lower their inhibitions but be really good at building furniture. Yeah. Like steroids. Like Adderall. But, well, Adderall for sure, but like what lowers the, your inhibitions? Al Coors Light. Cornette and Adderall. Coors Light. And make sure they just came. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like a great afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, master bank puts together some furniture. Now you realize you're just sucking dick and giving people drugs all every time. <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> um, so you could continue your sober January by having like dates in IKEA, and then that sets you up for like the drugging people in IKEA, um, or putting together the IKEA furniture. And then when you're talking about assimilation side effects, you could do some mirror with like Roseanne Barr and. Uh, she took Ambien and said that like the side effects made her racist. Like it's something mirroring oh. that. So talking about like not liking white people or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Uh, I thought that was funny about like the what was it like being like approached by like white people in the Gap like asking to touch your hair and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, just like say like every time you see like a Gap ad, they always have like the one token black person in it and just know that that's like the best actor of the bunch because they're like putting on a smiling face after being harassed by all these other white actors in the ad all day. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> okay. I see and where then, your head's at. And then, and it's also funny that you're talking about like people, are like R. Kelly and like Louis C.K. were like outwardly weird as fuck. Like they weren't hiding it at all. And some people are even using that as their like defense. Well, like they said it, so like people fell for it all the same. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not a good defense, and maybe just look into that a little. Ooh, bit. Ooh, I like that because maybe I could just be like, they said it, and then I say it. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. You guys can't hold this against me. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, with R. Kelly, follow the clues. There's a, there's a lot of clues in the song titles. AJ, nothing but a number, I did it. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that one of them? Yeah, he also has like a, like my, my mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. Is <laughs> a good? Yeah. Uh, straight up, I like how bird-themed your name is. Jay Robinson. Yes. Oh. And then uh, <laughs> what I find strange about, is Sober January actually a thing? It doesn't even, yeah. it doesn't even rhyme. Fake. There's no alliteration. It's just, like, it's it's just like, have you drank too much over the holidays? Try to prove to yourself you're not an alcoholic. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Not drinking. One other thing. Uh, with the stepbrother yeah. thing, isn't that not fucked up? Doesn't that just mean two single parents fell in love and it's nice? Yeah. I need to like draw into that more. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I'll think about that one. Cool. I was just going to say the stepbrother thing is weird and you should explore that more. <laughs> cool, thanks. Yay! Hooray, Jay Robinson. Thank you, Jay Robinson. Yay. So, um, I'm going to skip the next comic on the list because he just walked in the door. Also, Try to make it a habit of signing up your own name since there's like a seems like there's a lot of people and when you go like let it be that the people that are here get to sign up as opposed to like I don't know it's just there's someone signed up a lot of people on the list and we're gonna get to this person and that'll be great but part of joke workshop is that you're like here and you participate and then that's how that works. Um, your next comedian though he's hanging out he has a show here at Mutiny Radio every Sunday from eight to ten and it's great it's called Old Soul Radio. Clap your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Hello, everybody. Getting out my book from my backpack. Didn't know what was going on next. Um, so the bandage on my hand, just the obvious joke for right now. Uh, I told the kids that I work with that I was playing basketball, but have you ever, have you ever jacked off and then like slept on your hand wrong? Like every day for the past fifteen years, this starts to happen after a while. Don't, don't do it. Um, like I said, I work with kids. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling right now to figure out if being woke is a good thing or bad thing right now. Because being woke is like it's the shit. It's like okay, we're all in this together, but it's also like we all know we're all gonna die in like fifteen years because of global warming. Nothing's funny about that yet, <laughs> but. I don't know. I just hate watching movies and counting each black person in the movie every single time. I'm just like, is this movie racist? Like, just enjoy fucking Lord of the Rings. You know, I wanna, I just wanna enjoy it. But there's no, there's just Frodo. There's no Tyrone. Um, <laughs> uh, working at a middle school, it's, it's fun. This uh, kid today. Um, I don't know. There's this there's this little girl named Acacia. Damn, it's a real fucking name. There's this, there's this little girl who just says outlandish shit all the time. Gets in a lot of trouble, but I'm the only one that laughs at her shit, so she thinks that it's okay to say it. It's just really fucked up. But, um, like, today, I was like, hey, how was your Christmas break? It was great until my mom shit on me. And, like, I knew she was lying. <laughs> but I laughed but, like while another counselor was, like, present. So it, was, it looked like you know, if the abuse was happening, that I'm not capable of taking it seriously. But, but anyway, um, I want to get famous enough so I could stop fucking ugly people. Um, 
just that famous. I don't want to be Eminem famous. I want to be at the level where it's just like <laughs> going down my phone. There's like none. I'm just like, mm, like not even a thought. It's like, I guess I could fuck Rihanna today like that. I'd love to be that, that famous. Um, right now, though, my standards are terribly low in terms of who I'd have sex with. Dating is different, um, which sounds so shallow. But um, I don't know. My standards sober is my friend's standards drunk. So it's I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like I'm an, I'm an opportunist when it comes to fucking, you know? <laughs> Like, I feel like we're all going to die eventually. I mean, I'm black, so it's, it's like, you know, many years on you guys. Um, <laughs> so it could happen at any time. So I'm like, why not fuck, you know, the first person that walks up to you at a bar, you know? Um, what else is going on with my life? Um, nope, friend zone. Been in that for a long time. It's pretty great. That's so, so why I'm a comedian. Um, hold on. My ex-girlfriend got me to some kinky shit. I started eating her ass. It's not like I can, like... Well, I ate her ass, but I used to, like, boil water first. The look on your face is priceless. I'm so glad you've never seen me do stand-up. Um, <laughs> I used to, like, boil water first and, like, pour, like, hot water down the crack of her ass. And then now I just do that with every new date. And I'm single. Like, why... Why is no one else into that? Right, Josh? All right, I'm going to do one more, Pam, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking about <laughs> anal. <laughs> Burning women. They're assholes. Stop. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> right. Um, I have some more, but I guess a lot of my friends rap right now, and they're always wondered, wondering how they're going to make it to the top. I told them, y'all could just die because, you know, Mac Miller and XXXTentacion, their numbers soar. Everybody's numbers soar when they die. So, you know, just told my friends to kill themselves. <laughs> my name is Mike. Mike Evans Jr. Burning women's asses and telling his friends to go kill themselves. This was a fun set today. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote stuff. I enjoyed it very much. Comments. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, my yeah, fun fun set. I think one thing that could be kind of fun, so you talked about, like, yeah, now I'm single and I do that all the time. I wanted to hear about, like, what that's like. Girls like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, making soup. Don't worry about it. Like, and then you come back or something. Like, that's just a, I, yeah, I never see that, but fun. That. I'm lying about that, by the way, Allison. Just letting you know. I don't actually do that. Okay. <laughs> I just, just want to still be your friend. I was thinking, uh, instead of saying, like, there's Frodo, but there's no Tyrone, make it, like, Lord of the Ringsy, like, Tyronius or something like that. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to name him, like, my first son, then. <laughs> Tyronius. What's that, what's that clear liquid? I don't know. What, oh, hydrogen peroxide. Why don't you just say that you used to use hydrogen peroxide on her ass? And so now that you're into, like, now you've gotten into, like, a bubbling thing gets you <laughs> so aroused. Is it, what is hydrogen peroxide? It's that stuff that clear liquid that you. No, it cleans things. Like if you clean a cut, your cut will go like bubble. Oh. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? That's, you never use that? No. When you were little? Not on my. But asshole. I'm saying like when you're talking about putting boiling hot water on a girl's asshole, it's like painful. Yeah, where right. hydrogen peroxide's not painful, it'd just be funny. It'd be like 
a weird visual. Okay. And then you doing that on like first dates, like, okay, you're like dripping hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> and, and it's good for your teeth. It makes your teeth whiter. It does. Oh, that's it's so in the it's baking good for soda. That's why when you baking soda and peroxide teeth, you get a tooth toothpaste. Hydrogen it's clean. peroxide. That's how to say it, right? Uh, it does. It bleaches. In in uh, in the eighties, we used to put it. We used to put it on our hair, and it makes your hair orange. You it bleaches oh, your hair this orange. Is a threefold win. You get a clean asshole. You get white teeth, and she gets bleached uh, asshole bleached hairs. Asshole. I actually think this is my new sexual fantasy. I'm going home. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure this is how Michael Jackson came out. Never mind. <laughs> and just one thing on that, it could be kind of fun. Like if you do switch to hydrogen peroxide, be like, yeah, and I didn't even know what that was, but then somebody was like, oh, it'd be way better than boiling water. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like talk about it. Okay. The pro- lifts uh, the veil. When you're giving the level of fame that you want, like after you say Eminem, I feel like it would be good to give an example of the level of fame you're looking for. Like Eminem's best friend. What's your name? Mike. And then also I thought it was pretty messed up how you ratted out that little girl gave her real name. Oh wow, ratted back. <laughs> it's a good it's for a good name. Everyone listening right now. It's a good name. Her name isn't that. Clap your hands wildly for Mike Evans oh. Jr. That is his name. Okay. Oh. Can I hear this one guy real quick? Oh, okay, real quick. Uh, just real quick. I'm gonna I was just going to say that uh, also the person that you should have sex with if you're just famous enough to have sex with attractive people isn't a very famous person. It's not Rihanna, maybe like an Instagram model. Hmm. Sure. Cool. Thank you. Yay, Mike Evans Jr., yay, and then yay. All right, getting back on the list. Here we go. Oh, everybody, uh, thanks again for donating your $2 to Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Jeff Dean. Thank you. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the bad boy who showed up late. (laughs) Had someone else sign me up. But I appreciate it, Pam. Thank you. You could have made me wait much longer. I would have been, it would have been understandable. But anyway. Uh, it's a good start. Uh, I, uh, I have, I'm, I have, I'm going to therapy now. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm working on myself, you know, my, uh, my, my therapist, she told me I need to find my inner voice. She said, if you want to be a good comic, you got to find your inner voice, you know? So I've been, I've been working on it. I've been looking for him. I think I found him. I think I found him. I think he's an asshole. I think I don't like him. Uh, don't like that guy. Uh, she said, "My she said I need to take a me day." She said I had to have a whole day to myself, you know. So I, I planned a me day. I just told my girlfriend to leave. Didn't plan much more. Uh, I should have. Me days are tough, you know. You're tough because you're not supposed to do what you want to do on a me day. You think you are, but you're not. You're supposed to do what's healthy for you, and what's healthy for you and what you want to do very rarely connect, you know, like. What's healthy for you is like taking an Epsom salt bath alone without a TV or something or like exercising. But what I want to do is, you know, lay in bed, turn the TV on so that I can look at my phone. That's what I want to do. So I decided I was was like, I don't know what to do. So I decided I'm like, uh, you know, I need to be with my thoughts. That's what she told me. She said, you got to be with your thoughts. So I decided to go on a walk around Lake Merritt because I don't have any money, you know. So I'm walking, you know, and I was like, I don't want to be with my sober thoughts. So I I got high, which I don't do often, but it's me day, baby. I deserve it. You know, (laughs) thank you. Yes. 
But there's a problem with not smoking weed often is that you get bad at it. You know, it's like stand up. You got to practice often because if you only do it like once every other month, you're just it's bad, you know. So I'm walking and I'm teetering between a me day and just a full on panic attack. And uh, so that's when my inner voice comes in. You know, I got to got to coach myself, you know, so I'm walking and I'm. My inner voice, he's like, you got this, Jeff, it's me day. You got it, baby, you know? My inner voice is surprisingly masculine. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm walking, you know? And uh, my inner voice, he's like, you got this, don't be a fucking pussy. He's like, he's like toxic masculinity, I'd say, is what he's got. Uh, <laughs> my inner voice is like a, he's like a high school football coach, you know, who in any other context is like an abusive psychopath. But in the context of football, he's a, a tough, no-nonsense leader for our children, you know, who we respect. So, uh, you know, like I, I, football coaches are crazy. I went to football. I, I played football four years, which, uh, yeah, in high school. I was a high school football player, guys. Yeah. It didn't work out, you know. That fucking injury senior year. That's what it was. I had a coach and he was fucking psycho. And like the parents saw it happen because they would watch, they would come to the games and they'd see him on the sidelines. They couldn't hear him, but they'd see him from fucking 100 feet away just be like, I fucking hate you, you piece of shit. And, And I'm just like looking over like, do you see this? Can someone step in, please? You know? So anyway... I'm walking, right? <laughs> and my inner voice, he's like, you got this. You, you're not good. You're more than good. You're great. You know, my inner voice is Tony the Tiger. And uh, and then I realized that everyone could see me walking like this, you know, just talking to myself. And uh, that's the thing about getting high uh, is that you, people can see you. So <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Jeff Dean ends on a laugh like a professional. Uh, I enjoyed that you. I enjoyed that whole thing, and I think that what ties it together um, is that. And I hate to say this because it's almost misogynistic in me saying it, but when you when you first said what I want to do is just like lay in bed and watch TV and look at my phone, I was like, oh my god, he's a basic bitch. <laughs> and then when you were like, oh, and then I was like, oh, that's misogynistic and terrible. But then your inner voice was like a misogynistic, terrible inner voice. And I was like, maybe he is. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I enjoyed everything you were saying and that you brought it back around to the end. It was very funny. But I just thought, really, there's got to be something funnier than on, on your me day. You really just want to look at your phone. Can't you say like something like really obscure and fantasy like and weird and off the cuff and then be like, no, I just want to look at my phone like everybody else. I don't know. I just wanted to. Uh, I wanted something more than I'm going to because I guess that's what everybody wants to do. And that's how you can connect with them. But do, yeah. I didn't hear. Oh, no. Oh, OK. But that's all I said. Okay, bye. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I like the football joke. Uh, I, I think you should talk more about your appearance with the football joke. Because I was just thinking, like, I would love for you to say, like, I was a star quarterback and then brush your hair out of your eyes or something. Like, is it just, like, that's the reason why I couldn't make passes. Or I had to, like, brush the hair out of my eyes every pass something. Um, more on that. And I'd like to hear more about why you didn't make it, pretty much, as a okay. quarterback. Thank you. Um, so he wants to rejoice in your failure. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if this is something that you like 
used to do and then it wasn't working so you stopped but you used to say like i'm jeff dean i fucking love jeff dean and you would say jeff dean a lot and i used to think that was really funny um so i don't know if you intentionally stopped doing that but i like that and you didn't do that this time uh and then the other thing so like you're like oh my uh inner voice has like toxic masculinity and like that's funny but it's kind of just you're just you're like doing a very kind of like bro like yeah voice but like he doesn't tell you to do anything like bad you know well he calls I say, don't be a p- fucking pussy. Oh, I, I missed that. Okay, yeah, that's a thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, good set. I thought you should uh, tie around the inner voice to being your high school football coach. Like, that's who it is. Like, that's who made the impression on you that gave you that inner voice oh, of, like, you yeah, fucking yeah. pussy. Like, right. I think if, if you're doing both of those jokes at the same time, it'd be cool to just link them up like that. Yeah, Okay. It was a good set. Uh, one thing I thought was that when you te- are telling your girlfriend to, you know, buzz off, it's a me day, you could make a little bit of a joke out of that. Like you just text her, leave or don't come home tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing was uh, the toxic masculinity bit, which I loved your inner voice. Like you could use that to fill some space with just like uh, him attacking your insecurities in a misogynistic, like homophobic way. Right. Maybe not going yeah, too yeah, far yeah. with that. I don't like F bombs. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. everyone. Things are crazy with the list, so I'm going to shorten sets now and I'll honk you at earlier. And just there's so many people. Uh, and we might end comments early just to try to fit everybody in your next comedian. What a big, tall drink of water he is. Put your hands together for Pete Ballmer. <laughs> Hey! All right, cool, sweet. Uh, Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm 24 years old, getting older. Anybody here getting older? All right, that's relatable content. We're all getting older, guys. That's the thing. We're all gonna die someday. It's okay. It's fun. Cool. Having a good time so far. Um, Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to think that as you got older, you would get more freedom in life. Uh, But that's not true. As you get older, uh, you can stop. You get. You can do less stuff as you get older. Like I recently had something happen. I hit the age where I can't frolic in public anymore. Yeah. I used to do that shit all the time when I was a kid. I would just like, la, 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 la. I would frolic in having a good time. And people would be like, oh, look at him. He's frolicking. He's so happy. But now I'm six foot four, 220 pounds, and usually not in a parade. So when I frolic in public, people were frightened. I was doing, I was doing a frolic the other day. I, was, uh, I had my headphones in. I was like having a good day. I was feeling nice. And I walked up to a crosswalk, right? I walked up to a crosswalk. I was just feeling good. And I did a frolic, right? I was like, ha-ha. And that's not, even, that's not even like that big of a frolic, right? That's mostly just a big skip. But um, the lady next to me was terrified. She goes, ha! And she shielded her child from me. Which in San Francisco is fair, you know? But like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything bad. Cool, sweet. Um, yeah, I uh, have another joke that I'm thinking about. What was it? What's the second joke that I was going to do? This is a good usage of my stage time. Fuck yeah. New Year's, getting the sets in. And I... Fuck, how did this happen? Oh, um, I'm a big guy. Yeah, there we go. It was fucking hard to come up with. I just told you guys my dimensions. I'm a big guy. Uh, and I know this uh, because, you know, when most people greet you, they'll say something like, hey, nice to meet you. Or, hey, how's it going? Or something. Uh, but there's a certain kind of uh, cohort of guys that you often find at, like, sports bars and, like, outdoor basketball courts that when they meet me, 
they'll come up to me and they'll be like, hey, big guy. And then they'll hit me on the back. <laughs> Don't care for that. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. Um, I think it's weird, though, because that's the only like physical trait that you can greet someone with, right? We all know what other people look like, but I know that I'm not offended by the saying big. I know what I look like. You can't do that for anything else. I can't be like, hey, Mexican guy, what's up? Que paso? Yeah. And even like, even if I was bigger, that wouldn't be an okay thing to do, right? If I was like a very, very, very fat man, I don't think anybody would be like, hey, big guy. I think most of the greetings you probably get when you're super fat are like, hey, uh, welcome to KFC. Can I take your order today? All right. Okay, sweet. Um... Uh, I'm just going to end it there. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Yay, Pete Palmer. The KFC joke is very funny. I like your size jokes. Thank you. And I introduced you as a tall drink of water, so I think that was cute, too. <laughs> Go ahead, whoever. Oh, um, so the, did the frolicking thing happen in real life? Uh, Yes. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't scream. Okay, I, I fucked that up a little bit. She didn't scream, but she did like go like this, and then she held her child. So what were you? You skip. You did like one or two skips, or like yeah. Okay, because I think frolicking. Time. I feel like is a all or nothing thing in my mind. I don't no, know if I, that's the case for other people, but like, yeah. I, it's a little weird. Like, just say that you like skipped or something, because I'm like thinking. What? Like you used to be able big. to frolic? Like yeah. when did? Do people actually ever frolic? You know, I think of yeah. like oh, daisies, you know, like a okay. field. I don't know. I just, I feel like your mind has to get to the frolicking. I see what you're saying. Like just yeah. be like, oh, I just decided to skip. I was in a good mood. I did a skip or two on the yeah. sidewalk and it was fast no, I think that's and I a scared good. somebody. Because I try, I kind of say, I'm like, and that's not even like a real frolic, but I should just say I skipped. And then you can say better. frolic later. Like we can't just be frolicking like later. But when you say we used to be able to frolic, like in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking Nobody about? Nobody ever used to do that. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have yeah. a baby face. I do have a baby face. So you can. I mean, it's it's Shape funny. Shape. I like your jokes about like how you can't walk up and be like, "Hey, Mexican," or something else about someone how someone looks. Yeah. But it would be funnier if you were frustrated that what you get noticed for is being like a tall man because mm -hmm. th we all think that's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. So it'd be funny if you're like, "What about the fact that I'm a baby face stuck on this tall man's body?" Like oh, yeah, maybe yeah. something about your baby face is why you frolic. Yeah. Well, I'll also, tie back in. just yeah. a big baby. People I, call <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Yeah. People call kids big guy all the time, like babies. Oh uh, yeah. That's true. Like yeah, maybe that's the way that you interpret it. it. You're like, oh, I'm a grown man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm You're a like, big man. I know I look like a baby, but I'm actually I'm not just a 12, 12 no, year old. No, please. I'm I'm older than twelve. Yeah. Right. I think there's like two more things you could do about things big guys can't do. Like, I can't wear overalls, or I can't. Enter from the woods or something scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Expand. Just two more tags that you can add. I, I, I had another thing on like what you can't do, but I forgot to include it, so irrelevant. I would love to hear um, other reasons, other things you can't say to yeah. like guys define their disabilities, because I feel like Mexican guys, just his ethnicity, it's not really. Well, it is a defined trait, but like something that would make a man feel insecure. You know, like, it's hey. Less that. I'm, I'm not trying to get it like. I don't feel it's, I don't know. I see what well, you're no, saying. If, if you're, you're going, I don't want to take a direction of your bit, but if that's not the direction you want to go, I won't even, you know, go any further. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, man. Clap your hands wildly. Pete Ballmer. So we're at a crazy crux here where we have 18 people on the list and I did the math. If 
Everybody does a three minute and 33 second set and I don't say a word in between. We can get all of you in on this show. Do you guys want to squeeze? I'll basically like, it'll be, it'll basically be three minutes for every person and I'll honky at two. Or do you want to be like, eh, fuck the people that came late. We want our comments. Okay, we'll do we'll do we'll do a couple more with the comments. Uh, here we go. Your next comedian signed up earlier. I'm excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Kethia K. K- Chang. Yay! I will breeze through this as fast as I can, guys. I started on my New Year's resolutions early. I'm in fantastic shape. If I took off my shirt right now, you'd be like, "This dude is cut like fresh grass." Oh my God, he is cut like taxes for the wealthiest 1%, goodness. He is cut like 23 million from their healthcare benefits. It's fantastic. I'm not that diligent though, I don't always make it to the gym. Sometimes I gotta skip workouts just cause my hair looks too damn good. This, uh, I'm bettering myself in other ways too. I got the All Access Masterclass Pass. I took Gordon Ramsay's Masterclass where he just yells and berates you through the screen. And then I took Samuel L. Jackson's Masterclass where he yells and berates you through the screen. I'm like, dude, my family should really teach a Masterclass. Um, Steph Curry's got a master class too where he teaches basketball, which is cool, but I, I kinda wanna take a class where he teaches skincare, cause that dude looks like he's still in middle school. He's got the face of a Korean woman. It's, that's fantastic. Uh, this is for, for the very first time in my entire life. I recently, just now, heard my mom fart. Uh, it was, it was one of those farts where it sounds like your butt is asking a question, like, that one. And I didn't, I, it's, it's okay that she farts, but I didn't really hide how surprised I was. I, I went, oh. I gave her one of those looks that it looks like when you're putting in eye drops, like, oh. That one. Uh, yesterday I was driving, and it was very rainy, and a tree branch fell over. And also, for the first time, did the dad whistle. The (laughs) Can you guys hear that through the microphone? I did that whistle. Okay, I need to finish that one. Uh, That's all I wanted to work on. Three reasons through. Thank you. Give me my critiques. Yay! Okay, Chang, that was hilarious. I was laughing and laughing and laughing. I would would give you one more note of exclamation explanation about your you, you do the master cast the master class and then with your mom and then say something like have you ever you should talk to my mom on skype like give us a little bit of like where you're interacting with them yelling at you like is it a family call is it on you know what through what medium does your do who in your family judges you or does whatever okay. uh, but i thought everything was very very funny yay other comments people I think all you, all you need to do for that last joke is uh. just have a better whistle. Just have a stronger whistle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you guys know what whistle I'm talking about, right? I don't know whistle at all, so I'm just saying. That talk. Someone just did it. Yeah. yeah. That was a good whistle. Kind of see, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like everybody thought you were totally hilarious. Oh. 
Thank you. Yay, clap wildly. Yay, Kate Chang, yay. Your new jokes are great. Your next comedian. She's another funny lady. Glad that she's here every time she is. Put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Yeah, I realize this isn't really the crowd to talk about this in front of, but I can't decide if I want to have kids. <laughs> different, I know, you guys are in a different spot. But I just, I can't make up my mind. Like, I try to make, like, a pro-con list, because I kind of have to decide. You know, I'm in my mid-30s. And um, the, the list was all about me. Uh, the best pro I had for having a kid is that I could get a boob job. Uh, you know, like, if I just randomly went out there and got a boob job today, society would be like, hey, Allison, are you Okay. But if I had a baby and then breastfed and then got a boob job, people be like, girl, you just want your body back, you know? I'd be like, yeah, I just want my body back. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't afford them. I don't know if anyone have kids in here. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah. I can't. I don't always uh, do audiences like this, though, so figure out, work it out. Uh, I can't afford kids. My sister has three, and I try to be like a good auntie. So I took them down to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, showed up 50 bucks a head three kids yeah it was crazy and the littlest one's like four years old so she was just dancing around playing with her dress singing songs about me like she could have been anywhere I was like hey learn about the fucking fish uh the oldest one she's 12 she was learning about the fish she had a great time afterwards she wrote me a poem um She's, she's a writer. She's into it. So she has like a typewriter. She wrote me, wrote me a typewritten poem. Isn't that cute? So that makes up for her sister's trauma, I think. Um, actually, my sister called about this 12-year-old niece of mine today, and she told me that she caught her kissing a boy in the bushes. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Because while I was on the phone, I was downtown San Francisco, and a grown man making six figures rolled by on a scooter wearing a backpack and a helmet. And I was like, trip off that for a minute. You know, my 12-year-old niece is more mature than a lot of men in San Francisco. Like, one day she was, like, looking at her scooter, like, fuck this. I'm going to see what's going on in those bushes, you know. Because um, San Francisco has changed, which, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, jump on complaining about it. I think there's a fine line between nostalgia and depression. Uh, it's definitely positive when things change, you know. You don't want to stay in a relationship so long. You're like, fuck, I hate that person. You never speak to them again. You want to get out of the relationship at the right time. Where years later, you're like, that was probably the one. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't have kids. But anyways, this, this town is, um, it's just gotten really, really techy. Like, I saw a miniature dog walk by me with a Fitbit around its neck. Like, I just think that's a little bit too much tech. I don't know if you guys are in tech in here. I'm just jealous, because I still haven't figured out what I want to be when I give up. Um, but I just think that this city has so much money. You know, there's so much money here, and it's such a shitty city. And I mean that in like the most literal way possible. Um, I stepped in human shit the other day. Anyone ever been through this? Yeah? So it's not even that surprising. I, ex I expect a little bit of shock. No, I stepped in human shit and I was right in front of my car. I, I looked in my car for some, obviously I don't leave anything in my car I don't want it to get broken into. All I had was a half a bottle of water and that poem from my niece. <laughs> and it was like thick typewriter paper, you know? So I read it one last time. I just like felt very poetic. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have kids. Um, that's my time. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Yay! She defamed a child's art because of human shit. It's so for the. It's a poetic act. Yay! Yay! I I enjoyed that very much.
half the audience. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's par. We all know that shit is par for the course. It's fine. It's funny. It's a good set. The kids' stuff is funny. They are expensive. Even the Children's Creativity Museum costs like 19 bucks a kid. And you're like, what are you? <laughs> it's for like access to recycled paper <laughs> in a group setting. Like, what the fuck? Children are too expensive. It's just funny. Yeah, there was a moment when you said, I can't afford them. And I didn't know if you're talking about boobs or kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, if you just. Yeah. Also, kids. if you. Yeah, afford boobs, not kids. If you sign up for a library card, they give you museum discounts. It's not. Not about the jokes, just. <laughs> but Monterey Bay Aquarium ones? Um, I think it'd be funny if her, the girl kissing a guy in the bushes, a boy in the bushes, if what you were doing at the time was more of a adult version of that, like you were blowing a guy in his mom's house or something. Okay. <laughs> Shrubbery. You gave an exact number for the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It was like $50. That kind of threw me off. I would love to hear like what you'd rather spend fifty dollars on rather than the people you love. Well, two hundred fucking three kids plus me. That's even better. You know? Right, and the churros are like five bucks, something ridiculous. It's stupid. Ugh. Yeah, just like I would love to hear like what you'd rather spend your money on than okay. the people you love. Oh. Yeah, if you oh, had two hundred dollars, <laughs> if you didn't have to take your three nieces and yourself to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, what would you have done with two hundred dollars? Oh man, I like how you compared the the kid to the tech bros and i was just trying to think if there's more stuff you could do there coming as a tech bro they do a lot of oh, that's true, childish things like like escape rooms are super popular now which is a very like imaginary kid game i feel like but i don't know i think there's more stuff there they that definitely tech do bros do for you at the tech company like feed you exactly they yeah they feed every ping pong table so you just end up a big laundry. kid with yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much money okay Paper products. I mean, I would just be prepared for any given audience, given that this is San Francisco, that like nobody has kids or like one person has kids and have a little bit of material to just uh, bounce off in case that happens, because it probably will. We're a weird, chaste society. We don't yeah. like reproducing. <laughs> but uh, also, just when you're mentioning your uh, it was niece, in the bushes and then the guy on the Segway. You could also follow it up a little bit with just like, also there was a guy in the bushes doing something or other okay. on Savory and so it's not really that immature a pastime. A lot of adults partake. Oh, okay, I got it, yeah. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Allison Hooker, yay! All right, uh, we're gonna do one last comedian with comments and then we'll just run through it as an open mic with the rest of the time. Put your hands together, everybody, for Rich Barney. All right, I won't have anyone else talk, anyone else talk shit about the Monterey Bay Aquarium up here. It's the best $50 you can spend. Like, period. Just go alone as a bald man. In the middle of the day, it's not weird at all. Just you and the families, and you're high out of your mind. Trust me, it's not weird. It's great. Guys, I love animals. I love uh, Planet Earth. Anyone watch Planet Earth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing that makes Planet Earth great is that they make the, plant, the animals incredibly relatable. Like, you know, you're like, check out this yellow bird in Indonesia. He's not getting laid either. <laughs> check out this lion. He eats ass. It's the old fucking wildebeest. Sloths are dying. Sloths are critically endangered. And 
The reason is because of miscommunication during sex. Because the male sloth will be like, is this good for you? And then the female sloth will be like, stop talking. And then you guys are like, okay, I get it. Sloths are, they do things slow. Wrong. Uh, the, the male sloth loses his erection immediately. Um, he's not as young as he used to be. And it's not really all his fault. She's been under a lot of pressure at work. It's, it's hard. Sex is hard is my main thesis if I have one. Um, someone uh, heard me do that joke. They came up to me after this show, and they were like, that's not the reason sloths are dying. The reason sloths are dying is because they'll put their arm out and they'll think it's a branch and they'll grab on and fall to their death. Which is pretty amazing. Like, it's just like the, the reason they're dying is because of the stupidest animal ever. Like, that's not the reason sloths are dying. That's not true. That's an, that's an internet falsehood, friends. Check your sources. The real reason that sloths are dying uh, is because the planet's dying. It's your fault. Fuck all of you. Is that two minutes? Or I have one minute left? Um, recently thought I was ghosted. Um, turns out I was not. I got a formal letter of rejection five to seven business days later. Thank you for your continued interest in Tessa. I forget the rest of the joke, but there's a few more tags like that. Thanks, guys. Rich Barney, everyone. Tessa. No, go ahead. I would love to hear like severance pay things, like a sad hand job on the breakup letter, you know, or like a letter of recommendation towards you know her best friend that you kind of had feelings for. Yeah. You know, just stuff down that road. I think, I think there are, we wish you luck in your future endeavors. Don't slide into her DMs. She'll slide into yours. Mm. That, those are the three tags that I forgot. But thanks. Comments? Uh, the first time I heard you tell that joke, I thought you said Tesla. I, mean, Tesla. I just now found you, you said Tessa. So. Okay. I don't know. Enunciate my words. Noted. Pick a different name. Yeah. What's a real name? Sure, Jamie. Jamie, that's a good one. Lindsay. <laughs> a lot of dudes named Lindsay. Lindsay no, Buckingham. No, hey, stop famous snickering. Lindsay. Lindsay Graham. Okay, I think. Clap I'm your hands together for Rich Barnier. <laughs> All right. Uh, it looks like we're just going to, we'll just burn through everyone on a regular open mic. Thanks for sticking around and paying attention and being awesome. Your next comedian, funny guy. Clap your hands together for Hunter Uniac. There we go. Everybody give it up for James. I'm stalling because I don't have much new stuff. No, um, I'm a white guy and I've realized my biggest, um, White guys do have a lot of problems that people don't talk about, and I like to bring them up to you. My biggest problem being a white guy in San Francisco is every single time I go to a taqueria and I order something spicy, they look at me and go, you sure? That's really about it. It's the only problem I had. All right. I, uh, I was raising construction site guys since I was like 12 years old. 
And the only thing shittier than being a 12-year-old on a construction site is being an 11-year-old on a construction site. You know, it's just, it's just shitty, guys. Like, how do I put this? Like, why would you hire a child for a man's job? Because children don't hit back. That's really, they also don't do overtime pay. Um, it's weird, though. Like, I was, I pretty much raised them. Like, I was, being the size of, like, a 12-year-old kid working on the construction site, you know, next to other um, fully grown Latin men who also happen to be the size of 14-year-old growing boys. It's kind of daunting, you know? It is. It's weird, though. This is going to be choppy. I, um, I spent my whole summer when I was 15 years old excavating the uh, downstairs of a house to make it bigger. And excavating just is a fancier term for digging a fucking hole that doesn't need to be there. Which is, um, that's, which is also um, translates to a 14-year-old's language as in a, being a prison bitch, it's not okay. It isn't. All right. I, um, construction taught me a lot, though. It taught me how to be a man, you know? But then I moved to San Francisco, so I forgot how to be a man. You know, like, well, you can't, you can't, be, a man and, you can't be a man and say this phrase like four times a week. Hey, let's meet up at that artisanal bakery. <laughs> you just fucking can't. You can't. Like, how many times have you guys been to a pizza that has Wi-Fi? Men don't do that shit. They go to a Starbucks and also get Wi-Fi. I don't know where I was going with that. It's weird, though. Construction's weird. It is. Um, you know what? I know we're cramped for time, and that's all the new stuff I have, so I'm going to give the rest of the time in my room. Andrew Uniaki's a king, and he's afraid of quiche. Yay! Are there comments? Sure. Give him a comment real quick since he gave Yo, time. I like the artisanal line. I would just make the juxtaposition a bit stronger. Like you said, I learned how to be a man, and now I moved to San Francisco. And these are like, I went from blank, you know, I went from, I don't know, Sitting digging holes into the center of the earth to saying, let's meet at the artisanal bakery. Okay. Uh, I would just like make it a stronger juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. For a bacon quiche. Real quick, when you're doing the Starbucks Pete's thing, you can make the one that men go to is the one that did not ban pornography on its Wi-Fi since that was something oh, Starbucks did right. and people will be like, Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Starbucks. Okay. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Uniac. Your next comedian. I haven't seen him before. Maybe I have. I just don't remember. But it's his first time of the new year here. Put your hands together for John Webb. John Webb. Noah Key. Noah Key. Uh, everybody, put your hands together for Nick Holkey. Thank you. Do you change, Pam? I only have a ten dollar bill. For this guy? Uh, I, uh, get, get me next time. It's okay. I'll figure it out. All right, cool. So, um, sex has always been very awkward for me. From the beginning. I remember the very first time I ever successfully jacked off, I was sitting on the toilet, and I had wrapped my dick in toilet paper, as we all do from time to time. And I went up and down a couple times and achieved liftoff, and it was awesome. But the problem was that I thought that toilet paper was an essential part of the process. So every day I'm going into the bathroom making these dick mummies and my poor mom can't keep up. She's buying like Costco rolls of toilet paper every day. But um, eventually there came a point where I, you know, grew tired of the soft touch of cha-cha-cha, charmin, double ply and uh, wanted to know what the real thing felt like. But I was like 13 wasn't talking to girls 
So I took to the internet and I was on, uh, guess not even Google, probably like Ask Jeeves in those days. And I was trying to find some sort of DIY vagina kit. And what Jeeves told me was you fill up a, a Ziploc bag with lotion and slap that between some couch cushions and go to town. So I did what any 13-year-old boy would do. I waited till my family was out of town for the weekend, put in the plastic bag with lotion, and uh, um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say had sex, but I don't think a couch can really consent. I think if I'm being honest here, I raped my couch. But you should have seen the way it was dressed, those little throw pillows with the little tassels on them. I had no choice. Um, but so, I guess, to sort of give you, give you the visual, it's like me on my knees here, hardwood floor, it hurts, a plastic bag, laptop with porn, and then just shame sprinkled throughout the whole thing. And uh, I feel like any guy here who's jerked off, sometimes you have that moment at the end where you're kind of like, there's that small dead inside feeling. Well, so what happened this time is in my moment of upholstery ecstasy, I didn't notice my dog had come up and started licking my leg. So now I finish, I've got sort of a jizz-filled couch, my dog licking my leg. I'm trying to figure out if this counts as my first threesome or what's going on there. And then I also feel the very unique shame of a couch rapist, which, well, let me explain how that's different. I feel like, you know, a regular rapist doesn't have to walk past his victim every day on the way to the kitchen. And couches kind of look like they have faces, you know? They've got like the mouth and two eyes. And it's like one of those old paintings where the eyes followed me regardless of which way I went. And you know, regular rapists don't have to sit on their victims with their family in a bowl of popcorn and watch Airbud. I'm over there crying. My parents are wondering why I'm so upset that the dog didn't make varsity. But, uh, you know, and so now, now I've got a furniture fetish, fetish, much to the confusion of my friends. You know, on my birthday, they're like, oh, what, what strip club does Nick want to go to? And they're like, eh, he said he wanted to go to Ikea. There's a bunch of Swedish sluts there. They walk in, I'm just making it rain on a Sklahergen sofa. And uh, I actually noticed there are some similarities between strip clubs and Ikea. They're, um, they're both designed in a way that is to keep you there for a long time. Uh, if you eat the food at either one, you're an absolute maniac. And uh, everything you buy is overpriced and broken inside. And that's the end. Clap your hands for Josh Groban's pervy younger brother, Nick Hulk. Hey, Yay, thank you, yay. Can't we don't we don't have time for comments. Yay, your next comedian. Aaron Yabba Dabba Dooba Dooba Lewis. What is up, folks? Happy Monday, happy new year. I uh recently found out last week that I am a drug addict. Uh you know, after ten years of like doing coke and like getting blacked out, I didn't realize. And last week, when I was, like, bleeding in the back of an Uber, I still didn't realize it. But when I found out I owed somebody in this room $200 for it, I realized then that I was a drug addict because I was like, shit, dude, that's 200 bucks that I could have gotten, like, fucking 
How many grams of Coke? Like, how many fists of fucking Jim Beam? A lot. Yeah, so I drink a lot, like way too much. Um, and alcohol companies have been hitting me up. They're like, Aaron, we want other people to drink as much as you. Please give us some taglines. So I wrote some. Cooks, the beer of champagne. Natty Light, it's butt chugging time. And uh, yeah, go ahead and fuck your cousin. Old Crow doesn't care. That one sold a lot of booze in Bakersfield. That is on a billboard there. Uh, I want to get a dog, but I realize I can't get a dog until I have a child because I ain't picking up dog shit. And that's all that children are good for. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I would give my dog a human's name and give my child a dog's name. Hey, ass piss. That'd be my son's name. Yeah, Jeff has been shitting a lot, so go pick that shit up. Or hey, Pete Pussy. That'd be my daughter's name. Yeah, Jeff is fine, but he's way cooler than you. And if my child grew up and they realized they were non-binary, I would rename them a non-binary name. That just works for everybody. Hey, fucker! Yeah, all right. Jeff is cool, okay? Yeah, Jeff is my dog's name, by the way. Yeah. Did I say that? Fuck. I'm trying to be sober in this new year. Fucking, so I'm like nervous as fuck. Uh, yeah, so some people use religion to like not do drugs. I found my religion. It's wrestling. Yeah, you guys watch wrestling? Plebeians. Yeah, Jesus was kind of like a wrestler. He talked a lot of shit. Said how cool he was. He went into a building and flipped over tables. He had a title match once. We all know how that went. He got pinned. Thank you. Aaron Lewis. Yabba dabba dabba dooba 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 What would it do? You're next comedian. Put your hands together for Regina Fletcher. Um, yeah, I will uh, Venmo you later to the correct, not the dishonest Venmo. We don't have a Venmo. We only have we only have PayPal. Okay. We only have PayPal. Right. Yes, but not the not the rogue one. FYI, PSA about the rogue um, PayPal of Mutiny Radio. Um, so you guys know that that there's this there's this saying that when a man rings the bell of a brothel, he's actually seeking a house of worship. Fucking men not asking for directions. Like, how many times has anybody ever, like, pulled that one on you? Um, it's actually, actually, this is a really good uh, good news week for prostitution. I don't know if you guys heard. Um, a, uh, a happy ending, if you will. Well, okay, it's not quite over. Maybe sort of like a happy middle. Um, 
Okay, there's there's a reason there's not that's not a thing. But um, the good news that I'm talking about is that uh, former uh, former teen prostitute extraordinaire Sintoya Brown no longer has to serve the 51 year sentence she got being sentenced uh, <laughs> sentenced to prison for shooting her prostitute. Uh, she's shooting her John while she was a uh, a 16 year old. I mean, if poor black teenage girls can be tried as adults. I think we should be able to try like middle-aged white guys as teenagers, you know, like tried and sentenced. Like, you know, you've got somebody in their like predatory loaning practices, some, you know, fat cat at a bank, like, all right, you know what? Um, this slap on the wrist really doesn't mean anything. How about we stuff you in a locker and find the biggest, most like emotionally traumatized bully to take care of you? I, I think, you know, it's only fair that we do it that way. So, so yeah, Santoya Brown, um, the, the backstory of her is that we don't really know uh, exactly what was going on in her mind when she's like in this dude's house after they fucked. We do know that she shot him. Uh, nobody really heard about her for 10 years. She just sat in prison um, until people like Rihanna started getting interested in her. And I'm pretty sure that what she was thinking when she was trying to decide whether or not she should shoot this guy was not that she wanted to be the only girl in the world. Uh, it was 2006, I think. Uh, she probably could have really used a phone a friend, you know, but she probably had like shitty Metro PCS and, and didn't work out. So um, anyway, I, I know a lot of people there, people are maybe kind of looking at my gender. They're like, oh, Regina, you're just so like pro-woman. Like, don't you worry about all those men that solicit prostitutes? I mean, aren't you worried there's going to be an epidemic of teenage prostitutes killing their Johns? And I'm like, don't worry, I already thought about this and I have a plan. Okay, so plan A, ask for some identification if you're hiring someone and, and you think they look a little bit young. And I know what you're saying. You're like, okay, come on, Regina. Kids these days are so good at like digitally adding photos. You know, it could be a fake ID that they're showing you. I'm like, I know, plan B. Yeah, ask them to show you Snapchat filters. If they can do that, they are way too young to be legally working for you. Thank you, I'm Regina Fletcher. Regina Fletcher! Yay! I am also happy that they that they gave granted clemency to that poor woman. My God. Uh, put your hands together for Greg Moskowitz! Is he gone? Put your hands together. What? This is hard to say. Something Baron Schneider? No. Brian Snyder? Brian Snyder! What's up, you guys? How's it going? Cool, cool. Um, I'm new to San Francisco. I haven't been here before, so uh, I don't know. This is a, this is a cool little room here. I don't know, I'm into it. I'm gonna try some new material. Um, I have a weird relationship between uh, my friends and myself. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, I got this buddy named Tom, and he is an introvert. And whenever we hang out, we usually like watch movies, we play video games, we kind of do like normal introvert stuff. But the rest of my friends, they're all extroverts. And when I hang out with them, we go drinking, we go out, we party, we have like a good time. Which has always been, it's made the relationship between me and my friends really weird because I always thought of myself as a pervert. You know, we'd be hanging out and then I'd always be looking for a hole in the wall, which would just creep people out and they wouldn't be into that. So it's a weird relationship we got. It's a weird rapport, I guess. Uh, something else about me, in my neighborhood recently, we've had a lot of uh, kidnappings. Uh, child kidnappings, which personally has me terrified because um, 
I mean, kids are being kidnapped, which is really scary. But the cops are around there. They're trying to like work through it. Uh, it's a good thing. And it's great as long as they don't look in my basement because that's where the kids are. And I don't, you know, it, it's really scary for me for obvious legal reasons. So I wouldn't want that. Uh, let's see what else. What else I want to talk about? Let me check. Uh, my material generally is not very relatable. I don't know if that's obvious. I mean, I was a... Uh, I'm a pervert and I take kids for these for those last two jokes. So I don't know. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try a joke. Hopefully you guys can relate to this. You know, hopefully this works out for everyone. Um, so don't you guys hate it when you're watching two people having sex when you're in the corner of a room and then you nut before they nut and then you have this awkward silence where you're already done and they're still going at it. You know, you guys feel me on that? I think you all agree. Yeah, we all know the feeling. Uh, what else is going on? Um, the uh, holiday season's over. All right. Holiday season's over. And uh, I was thinking about what my favorite holiday is of all of them. Because for Christmas, it's always like I always have to think about like what gifts to give. Like I never know what to give and it's really stressful and I don't know what to do. But uh, I realized Father's Day is the easiest for me because I know exactly what to get my dad because it's the same thing every year. Every year, he just wants cigarettes. And I know this. I know he wants cigarettes because 10 years ago, my dad came up to me. I was like, hey, Brian. I'm going to go to the drugstore real quick. I'm going to pick up some cigarettes. I'll be right back. Guys, it's been 10 years. Hasn't come back. Haven't seen him since. He must really like cigarettes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I know one day he's going to come back. We're going to have like a good bonding moment. And he's going to have all these cigarettes from all the birthdays he missed. It's going to be a good time. Anyway, that's my time. Brian Snyder is my name. Thank you very much. Brian Snyder, everyone. Hooray. Um, I'm going to ask our next comedian, James Morrow, to switch microphones. That one is kind of like the XLR cable is jiggling in and out, and I don't know. So take that one from right in front of you. Yes, please. And everybody clap your hands for James Morrow. Yay! Is this is working? All right, cool. Um, I graduated high school in South Carolina. I don't know if you guys have been to that place. I'll never forget what my friends told me when they heard I was moving to the Bay Area. They were like, you're going to see some gay-ass shit, bro. I was like, you guys, you know, wh how gay can it get, really? And they are like, you're going to see some gay shit. Prepare yourself. All right? Fast forward a couple weeks. 17-year-old uh, James pulls up on Caltrain, right? Walks two blocks north, and he walks directly into the Folsom Street Fair. I was like, this is some pretty, gay, this is some gay-ass shit. Like, maybe you guys actually, you guys actually might have a point here. Um, yeah, 10 minutes into San Francisco, that was my first exposure to the city, uh, was, a, uh, was a BDSM festival. Uh, before, <laughs> yeah, like, like 10 minutes into San Francisco, I saw a bald white dude hanging upside down from his shoulder, or upside down from his ankle, sucking a black dude's dick. I was like, I didn't even know it gets this gay, you know? Like, before I ever saw the Golden Gate Bridge, I saw two golden showers. Is, is what I'm saying. And, uh, but uh, anyway, so another thing about me, another fun fact is I can't admit to being wrong about anything, right? So I went back for Thanksgiving to South Carolina and they were like, so how was it? And I was like, eh, it was normal. And then one tear just fell down. All right, cool. Um, what else, guys? I'm pretty, uh, pretty racially ambiguous. Uh, one of the reasons I know this is because sometimes other races of people, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm half black, half white for those that don't know. Uh, sometimes other races of people think that I'm like their people and that shit is confusing. All right. The other day I got in, in an Uber, Indian dude driving, and I should have known someone was up. All right. Cause he was just being way too nice. Right. Kept calling me brother and shit. 
Only two people that should be calling you brother are black people and white dudes with mullets. All right, everyone else is a is a red flag. So uh, get in the car. He's like, "How's your day going, brother?" And I was like, "Having a pretty good day, brother." <laughs> like, "How's your <laughs> how's your day going?" Uh, he's like, uh, "Good, brother. You live around here, uh, my brother." And I was like, "Yeah, uh, brother. <laughs> you know, just you know, right where you picked me up from." So then uh, he goes, uh, "You want some of this scone I just got from Starbucks, my brother?" And I was starving, so I was like, brother, hook it up, dude. So we're eating together, you know, we're laughing, just having such a good time. Uh, and then he goes, uh, so what part of India are you from, Punjab? And I go, oh, no, I'm actually not Indian, I'm actually black. And suffice it to say, the energy changed in the Prius, ladies and gentlemen. He, uh, <laughs> he turned around, and I saw the shit starting to come together. He was like, all right, this dude's hair is way too curly, right? Doesn't have enough body hair, right? He was starting to, I could see things starting to add up. And he goes, I'm very sorry, sir. I went from brother to sir. He put both hands on the wheel, and we just didn't talk for like 20 minutes. But I was still pretty hungry. So after about 20 minutes, I was like, say, brother, is that scone still in play? And he goes, sir, please get out of the car. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, here's a fun joke I thought of on the way over here. Uh, my friend, uh, I won't reveal her name, but her name is Annie Bernstein. Uh, she told me uh, she was flirting with somebody, out of boredom and now he's interested and I said Annie looks like you got yourself in quite the predict I meant <laughs> alright thanks guys James Mora yay I really liked that lift joke your next comedian put your hands together for Janesh Rolon he's gone for Starler Burns James doing a little bit of physical comedy to warm me up here. <laughs> Did you guys notice that I scared off everyone by saying, like, fuck the latecomers? I'm pretty sure I'm last on the list. This worked out very well for me. I am happy right now. So I'm going to do some new material. I mean, there is an energy in this air where I feel like it might feel a little bit like a one-man show. It's just quiet and uncomfortable. But we'll roll with it. We'll get through it together as a family. So... Y'all know what furries are, right? Like, come on, screw off if you don't. This is San Francisco in 2019. What kind of goddamn deviant doesn't know what a furry is? So I learned recently that there are people whose furry personas are insects. They call them buggies. Which I find interesting because if furries were real and we were all furries and there were insect furries, I would be racist to the insect furries. Like, think I'm gonna break bread with a cockroach? <laughs> like, I don't care what the government says. No goddamn buggy is gonna marry my precious daughter, Princess Lillian Foxfire. Like, it's serious stuff. I would mail letter bombs over this. Complete silence. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough, rough, rough. Much like a dog furry. Mm. I think I'm gonna move on from that. Oh wait, no. I feel like there's more to that, but I'm not gonna remember it. So I'm just going to quietly move on and we'll all forget that this ever happened. So anyone been to the Folsom Street Fair? I already know that you did because James already did this, but I'm gonna pretend he didn't. For those of you who aren't from around here or are otherwise a nerd, and let me know if you're a nerd after the show so I can kick your ass. 
The Folsom Street Fair is a celebration of sexual kinks. So there's a bunch of naked people whipping each other and hanging from ropes and a bunch of other stuff that didn't seem like so much fun in AP US history. For a taster of Folsom Street magic, I was walking down the fairgrounds and I stopped to check my phone for a moment and uh, when I looked back up, presto, there were two guys fucking just like three feet away from me now. I'm lucky that I was ghosting my mom because otherwise I would have walked right into them and it, it would have been awkward for me. Especially if I like dropped my phone and I have to be like, hey man, while you're down there, you could do me a solid. Hmm. So, in any case, you know, it was fine. I just, I just walked around. You know, two guys fucking in the street is unusual, but it's not really a problem. It's like, it's less of an issue than just a regular old panhandler. Like, I don't feel bad for the two guys fucking. They got a, they got a good thing going on. But, uh, you know, if every panhandler in San Francisco got replaced by two guys fucking, that would be a marked improvement in our general welfare. <laughs> you want to run a campaign for mayor on that vision, I'll knock on doors. <sighs> I feel like I have a tag at the end of this that I came up with that isn't going to work, but I'm going to do it anyway. A chicken in every pot and a dick in every ass that wants one. We value consent on Folsom Street. This was really uncomfortable, y'all. <laughs> you can clap now. Thanks, y'all, for sticking around. Tyler Burns is two guys fucking. Yeah. All right. Your next comedian, Chris Ferdinand Son. Yeah. Guys, good to be here. Good to be here. I dated a girl one time whose uh, who dog whose dog came in the room at her family's house while we were having sex. And uh, to get the dog to go away, I don't know if you guys do this at your houses, but they'd yell the dad's name to make it run away. They'd yell, Charlie, and the dog would run away. So I saw the dog walk in the room while we're having sex, and I thought to myself, or I said out loud, please don't yell your dad's name while I'm fucking you right now. <laughs> because I will come so fucking fast. I won't be able to last if you start yelling your dad's name. That's some kinky shit. I'm into that. That's weird. I had a girl call me sir one time, which is the most presidential thing I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I, um, yeah, dude. I, I used to, my dick used to have a hard time getting hard when I was lying to girls. When I was cheating on girls and stuff, I would not be able to get hard sometimes because I felt so bad about it. So that means I'm a nice guy. Right? <laughs> that checks out, right? I mean, not all the time. I was able to do it sometimes, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes my dick was like, bro, I'm better than this, man. And I'm like, bro, we're on a team. Me and my dick, we're on a team. What the fuck, you, you traitor? You were cool at dinner and now it's not cool? All right, all right, I see where it is. I once couldn't get hard while cheating on my girlfriend because the cat was looking at me. We had a cat that we bought together, me and my girlfriend, and then the cat was looking at me while I'm having sex with another woman on our bed. And uh, I've never th wished more that cats can't communicate. <laughs> I always thought like my dad's dog, like when we when he would go out of town and like we thought about having a party, but we knew that like Buddy, our dog, would go up to my dad and like lick his ear and be like, they do a party. <laughs> be able to talk somehow. You guys ever wonder how crazy it'd be if dogs could make other plans? 
Now, like you put a dog in a leash, you're like, all right, buddy, let's go to the dog park. And the dog's like, ah, oh, I wish you would have said something earlier. I'm doing something. I got a, got this thing with this guy, something about a squirrel, dude. I don't know. Going to go bark for a while. <laughs> Dogs with plans, dude. That's cool. That's cool. I had a good dream recently. I had a dream I graduated from UC Berkeley with a degree in aerospace mechanics. And uh, in my dream, I was so excited, I got to go up and tell my parents, Mom, Dad, I got a degree from UC Berkeley in aerospace mechanics. And my dad just looked at me and shook his head and said, Chris, what about your stand-up? What about your blossoming stand-up career, Chris? Please, priorities, priorities. What are you doing with this? My dad doesn't know the weather very well because he only watches Fox News. And uh, the weather on Fox News is just like, there's Mexicans coming in. There's a high-pressure system moving in from the south. As you can see on the radar, the darker red is the higher concentration of Mexicans moving in. Go to work, they're gonna steal your jobs, steal your jobs. My dad's jealous of firefighters, which I think is hilarious, because he climbs trees every day his whole life, and he's like, I never get any credit. Firefighters get credit for risking their lives every day. I'm like, yeah, but you're not saving anybody either, you know? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get how he can uh, love Donald Trump and hate firemen at the same time. It's kind of weird. All right, thank you very much. Chris Ferdinandson, yay! Your next comedian, Sammy Raza? Raza, yay! I have to make a confession. This is my first and foremost time up on any kind of platform. It's been a while. Um, so my name is Sammy. Uh, I'm born and bred in San Francisco. Uh, I was away for about 10 years, came back, come here, heard there are a lot of nerds out here, so I said, why not join them? Because I'm a nerd too, but I'm not, but I am, I don't know. Um, that being said, since I've been back home, I am now living back at home with my mother. So, you know, it's interesting because like, I can live at home with my mom, but can a dude live at home with his mom and go out on a date? Mm -mm, I don't think so. No way, because it's kind of like, hey, how's it going? How are you? Great. Um, where do you live? Uh, you know, I live with my mom. Oh, really? Where do you think we're going to have sex? In your mom's bedroom? No, bro. Not going to happen. Um, anyway, so that's like kind of a glimpse of dating life for me at least in San Francisco. Maybe I, I don't I don't really have that pressure, but um, that being said, I am of Indian origin, although, you know, Indian, but I am Muslim. So that's kind of like the big M word. Ooh. Um, and in my world, uh, you know, I love dating. I give two fucks about dating, right? But my brother who is a little bit older and traditional, um, for him, dating doesn't exist. It's more of, hey, let's meet. Okay, we're we made it like a big, we made a big, uh, what do you call it? Like we we hit it off. So let's get married. So he's been married three times. <laughs> Third marriage came out a niece, right? So the niece is now my little niece. I'm on nanny full time right now. So semi nanny, like semi full time. But uh, so she's you know. She's fun. She's three and a half. And um, life is very simple for her. You know, it's either like a yes 
or a no, up or a down. I'll go this way, I'll go that way. Um, and there is no question of any kind of complex emotion. Whoa. Um, so, you know, there's no complexities. You know, and, and, and it's kind of like a sea crustacean, right? Like sea crustaceans go up and down, they go left and right, and they don't even think twice about it, right? And, and, and you know, here we are kind of like down trying about like, ah, oh, dude's not gonna call me, oh, it, three days before you text or whatever, and it's like, wait a minute, you can just like look at my niece and she's like, hey, you know, Daniel Tiger, Mr. you know, Daniel Tiger's the Mr. Rogers like equivalent nowadays, nowadays. And he's like, you know, hey, if you have a problem or if you make a mistake, you can fix it every day and make it right. Or if you're feeling sad, turn it around and think about it and then see how you feel. And I'm like, hey, that's a great idea. Like, it's so simple, right? It's so simple. And it can be applied to any, any other kind of circumstances, like work. Oh, I hate my job. Well, so fucking quit. Duh. <laughs> Um, and that being said, like, you know, I also grew up very poor in San Francisco, so I love EBT because I can get into museums for free with my niece, right? Not, not anymore now, but, um, I do love alcohol also, but my niece does not know that, right? And we'll kind of keep that that way. Um, that being said, I'm going to end it so I don't take a want wah Sammy Reza! Yay! Her first time. Do we have time for one more comedian? Kayla O'Keller! She's gone. Mike Whitaker! Everybody left. Cool. Well, hey, it's. Was there. It, it, did everybody, everybody in the room got to go, though, right? Yay! We did it! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, thanks so much for being at the Joke Workshop. I can't believe that we got everybody in who stayed. Um, wow, I guess there's just a lot of people in the new year. Thanks so much for participating. We have another open mic on Friday from 6 to 8 called The Happy Hour and one on Saturday night from 8 to 10 called Watch and Learn with Capital Pilcrow. Uh, thanks so much and thanks for your $2 donation to Mutiny Radio. We'll see you guys next week here on the Joke Workshop. Bye! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders, 
and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Show 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. (laughs) know anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 
Listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. (laughs) 